You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Lust for Life with Mad Dog Mattern. This is Lust for Life, the greatest podcast in the history of life. America's favorite podcast, the fourth voted on by Canadians. How many episodes have we been saying that? Three, four, three. Well, they keep voting us in. So. Well, we're going to do deny their vote. The people have spoken. This is America. <laughs> well, kind of, but it's Canada, too. I don't know. All right. Um, with me, as always, the great Benji Sweetwine. That's the new last name. I like it. I don't want to anger your family I like anymore. It. Benji spilled the wine. Ooh, that's a good song. I'm not familiar. You don't know no. that song? It's on like 80%. Of uh, the movie Boogie Nights has that song in the background, oh, okay. or just feels that way. You don't know us, pull the one. Look how smooth Johnny is. Coming back for his second time, Johnny Laster. <sighs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> the you. Crowd goes wild. The crowd goes wild. Put your clothes back on, ladies, but I'm happy to be back here. God damn right. I was out of town when the second episode debuted, and I was in Vegas with my uncle, and we're listening on the iPhone. Two grown men in a big ass house, just listening to one little iPhone, and uh, you were tearing him up. He's like, "This fucking guy's good." Oh man, tell your uncle I said thank you. I man. think he really loved giraffe. He's pussy. listening. Giraffe, taller than giraffe. Pussy. Taller than giraffe pussy. That's the one that reeled him in. I think he spit out his coffee at that point. That's what I'm talking about, Uncle Mad Dog. I appreciate you, pimping. He'll be listening to this. So look yes. at this. He'll he'll be walking around the neighborhood. Yes. Telling people this. Uncle Madden, what's up, bro? So all right, we have a great guest today, uh, a dear friend of mine, Nicole. Uh, Rabinowitz. I, did I say it right? I always screw up names. Anything ethnic, I fuck up, and I'm probably ethnic. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So what are you gonna do? Can't I, win them all. Um, she's gonna be coming on. She has a lot of tattoos, as my boys can see right here, which is beautiful. Also, uh, practices Judaism. There's a little cl- little, little yes. clash there, and we're gonna talk about that and tattoos and culture in general. Yes. Because we're going to get to this. Johnny used to play college ball. Yes. And it is very hard to find a fucking basketball player at any level who is not inked up these that's days. That's true. So we were going to bring that up as well because that fascinates the shit out of me it's now. very true. See? Look yeah. how serious Johnny is. You can't say because we're on a No, it is serious because it's a it, – yo, it is. It's the we'll truth. We'll get to it. And we're going to we'll get, get to it. it. Yeah. I want to get to this. Uh, last night, Johnny and I played uh, – Bar Matchless. Bar Matchless. In Brooklyn. Hipster Brooklyn. Hips in the middle of Hipsterville. And it was very interesting. I do not play those rooms that often. I am honored to, to be invited. Yeah. But I usually work clubs or money gigs, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. So I don't do them too often. I always cancel last minute. Right. But uh, I did that. And uh, it was very interesting. John closed it out, and he just lit the place on fire. It was great. But it, what now, when I said that before we got on mic... How did you say it to Benji? You did not believe that you lit it on fire, right? No, I didn't, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it went all right, man. But I, I know we're our, our worst critics, but it, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't feeling the fire. It was a short set anyway, but that this, too. But it, it gets to the, to the other point we ended up talking about with this. We are accustomed to playing clubs and black rooms and Spanish rooms where when you're doing good, there is no doubt. No. You know it. Oh, yeah. Black people get up, run around, fried chicken, all types of shit. When you, you know, once you are cooking, they want you to know you're cooking. Black people will give you a ride home after the goddamn show if you're funny. They really will. They'll offer you weed, whatever's in their yes. pocket. Yeah, you want some weed, man? You were funny as hell, dog. It's the truth. Yeah, black people get up. But the opposite is also true. If you bomb, 
If you oh, oh if, if you bum, then yeah, exactly. They will, they will borderline be like, home. yeah, they will follow <laughs> you home. Yeah, black people will boo you faster. Yes, I've seen shit thrown at people on stage. I mean, this isn't regular, but I'm just saying the other extreme is <laughs> yeah, very yeah, yeah. true with black people. Yeah, black people. Yeah, All or nothing. if it's not ready, black people will hand it back to you and be like, this isn't done. <laughs> <laughs> this, this shit isn't done. Get your shit together. It's great. Uh, I've seen bringer shows over <laughs> the years, you know, where comics have to bring five to 20 people to perform. And I have seen black dudes bring family members and them motherfuckers turn on mm. their. Oh, I don't like him no more. It's like, yes. Who'd you, who'd you come to see? That corny motherfucker. <laughs> I came to see that corny motherfucker. I don't my, even want. He ain't coming to Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> I came to see my whack ass nephew. My yes. goddamn grandson should, should die. He's got to find another another why, family. Why didn't you abort him, Shanika? But my boy, I, I used to come up with uh, Giannis. I used to be on the road with Giannis all the time, and we used to talk about this all the time in the back yeah. of cars. How we're very fortunate that we came up in black rooms and, oh, yeah. and we're exposed to it and it's the truth because you know Giannis would do that Brooklyn room on Sundays which was a great show back in the day bar four but there was some times where it was just white kids sitting on one ass cheek just going okay that one's okay that's yeah. fine which leads to you brought up how I gave the speech last I gave my white Yo, room versus black room speech shit. on stage Yo. That's, yeah. and that was the first thing I was talking about on the way out of I there. I appreciate it, Yo, brother. bro, I was like, this motherfucking mad dog. First he goes on stage, right, and says, you know, I hate working in front of white people. <laughs> it's like, are I think you I serious? With that. White rooms, all white people in here. White rooms have been making me racist. Yo, like, uh, I've, it's gotten to the point now, if I ever became president, I'd probably bring back apartheid, but but for white people. <laughs> Like white people would be in prisons and shit. You oh. couldn't get good jobs. It would just you would be fucked. But you can tell comedians that started in the hood rooms. Yeah. Really. I mean, there's just so much I think, I think that they're stronger. Like I used to watch Bill Burr come to the hood. Yeah. Yo, and pick the place apart. Just bro. annihilate, right? Yeah. But I've always told comedians when comedians ask me, yo, John, you work mainstream, you work hood rooms. I always tell them. The, 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 it's, it's the downside that Benji was talking about that really makes, I think, you better when you come from hood rooms. As long as you're not doing jokes to cater to hood crowds. Yes. Because the, in, the, in the mainstream rooms, in front of white people, white people are never going to make you feel like I should just quit. So most of the time, you feel like I did all right. Yeah. It's the times that you don't feel good when you get off stage that make you go home and work on it. Every and time. black people, so if you get on stage, if I get on stage 10 times, eight and a half out of those 10, I feel like I did okay. Yeah. Then I feel like I'm doing all right. If I only feel like I did good three times because the other times they got restless and they were, that means seven more times I'm going home and working on my shit. That's what the hood rooms do to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like, man, I got to step this up. And that's why the jokes get so much more intensely funny because the okay laughter isn't good enough in the hood room. No. You got to keep hitting them and hitting them until people are really laughing. And a lot of times that's just to survive, to get their attention. Yes. Which is why the intensity of the laughter is greater when you come from those hood rooms. There's so much other shit going on in hood rooms. There's a fucking There's DJ a most of the time. There's a blender. There's <laughs> always a blender. <laughs> it's a blender. Not a single comedy club in New York City any, has a blender anymore Yo. because there's a reason not to. It's like, the you know. stage is by the door. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you got to snap on every person that comes through the door just because the crowd is For looking survival. at them. For survival. Right. 
Yeah. There's always some old black dude in a suit that looks like <laughs> he served in some kind of war back in the day. Like he was, he fought for so you against gotta, the Confederates. You got to be turned up, baby. Maggio, yeah. what, what were you saying last night on stage? What was your speech about? Just, just a lot of the stuff I was just saying right now. Just like, you know, uh, white people just sit there and, and, and be like, you know, uh, oh, that one's a good one. Yeah. LOL. But and the it, flip it, side, now the flip side of that courtesy, though, is the range of material that you can use. Because yeah. if you got a crowd that's like, okay, this better be funny, and they're going to tune out real quick, and you walk on stage and say, you know, caterpillars stay pregnant for three months. A lot of times black people, you know, get your ass up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know what I mean? So you, you got to come with something, you know what I mean, that they oh, can yeah. grab onto right away, which sometimes limits the range of topics that you can jump in with. Which is why in the mainstream rooms you have people coming on stage, you know, talking about, hey, you know, did you know that the Syrian government? No, you know what? We didn't really. I just paid twenty dollars. I don't want to hear that shit right now. Do you think that those black rooms are uh, pushing out comedians who maybe aren't as aggressive or can't adapt, but but no. maybe if they had a, a different room, they'd be able to grow? No, or I don't. Do I think, think all I think that it's good to start. All that way? I think all com because it's gonna force you. Chappelle was in the hood rooms. Yeah. And they used to boo Chappelle at his own club. And I'm going to say it right here on the air. I was there at the Flamingo when I very, very, very first started on the west side that he used to do. That crowd used to hand it back to him. Now, if he came to the, I watched him a week later down at the Boston Comedy Club, all black room. He goes on stage and tells joke a joke about fish only have a three-second memory. And it and it was clever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you heard him do that joke? Never. Oh, he does. The, it was the most... Everybody's jaw dropped in the back. He said, fish have a three-second memory. I was always wondering why they don't jump out of the bowl. And he said, they're probably <laughs> swimming around in the bowl like, hmm, this is okay. Hmm, this is kind of nice. Hmm, this is kind of cramped. Hmm, the other fish are shitting. I should kill myself. I should jump out the bowl. Hmm, this is okay. <laughs> Yo, in front of an all-black, they went ballistic. They because it, it. Was, it was clever. It's, you got it. But it's got to be good. Yeah. If it's good, then they love you. And you have to believe in it, too. That's right. It, it, and I've said this about any kind of art form. I, I love that speech Bill Hicks gave about like music back in the 80s. Right? He hated the new kids on the block, and he was like, they should just all kill themselves. And he's like, play with some fucking heart. I want comedians for the most part. I think most comedians don't play with heart. It's just like, here's a witty thing. Here's a witty thing. Black rooms and Spanish rooms, you have to bleed. You have to let it all the fuck out. And if you're just reciting jokes in a hood room, They'll be like, well, this guy don't believe in what the fuck I he's saying. Why on, should I? I could have went online for this shit. Yeah. You know, the other thing, too, man, I hate, man, when people try to get over, this is just me. And I know yeah. there's going to be some comedians that hate me for this, probably be banned That's from a why couple you're rooms. Here. Speak it out, goddammit. it. Yo, but for real, man, that witty shit, people need to stop with that. <laughs> you know, no, no, fuck that. Oh, his, yeah, his humor, his humor's so witty. You know what? When they fucking start building witty clubs, we'll book you. Last I checked, in front of this motherfucker says comedy. That's People came says. to laugh. You're not getting over on me with that. Oh, it was witty. That was such witty. Really? Well, do that shit in the library or something, because we're not here for witty. But that's what the divide is now. I mean, that's what some of these Brooklyn Come rooms on, are. Man. That is... The witty, where you don't have to let's laugh the, out loud. Yeah, let's say the witty gets the laughs. Now, if the witty the, gets the laughs, we're here to laugh. I'm okay. okay. I'm okay so with the three. It, I'm okay with the three second fist joke. I loved it. I still remember that's it. That's great. It was witty and it was funny. Yeah. But don't just sit here and I got to sit there and oh, it was witty, right. so that was okay. It wasn't funny. Right. Put the funny in it. You know what I mean? I hear that. 
You got to get all the you got to get all the seasoning in there, man. You can't just oh that was witty and and, and we're all sitting there staring and we have to accept that because you said it was fucking witty. Yes. You guys will get that on the way home. I want to get it now, motherfucker. That's why I came here. They're training people with the whole comedy nerddom. Yeah, this is gonna alienate people too. I don't. Know. <laughs> I got my own let's, show. Who gets let's just shit? ban our let's <laughs> just ban ourselves tonight. Me and, me and John are gonna play Washington Square <laughs> we're, Park we're like done. Dave Chappelle <laughs> and and uh, Barnett used we're, to do. We're headed to Washington Square after this, baby. With the hat, baby. I got a hat. We're I just, know you got pass that pass shit around, around, baby. Like the guys on the train. What time is it? What time is it? <laughs> it's time for me to listen to my iPod, asshole. I don't want you breakdancing listening to that bullshit. Uh, um, it's training people to not laugh out loud now. It is all witty. And if you notice in a lot of those rooms, the big laugh is when someone laughs, it's so fake. An out loud laugh is kind of trying to say, oh, I got that harder than you. Right. Or if someone says something political, right. not even a joke, like, boy, them Republicans, blah, blah. Ha, <laughs> ha. Right. Or like I, I, it's encouragement. It's not genuine laughter. Yeah, man. I heard this. I wasn't there for this, but I heard secondhand once where a dude came on stage and he was he brought up that Bill O'Reilly said that his dream interview was Jesus Christ. If he could interview one person of all time, he was asked that. And he said, Jesus Christ. And all these witty comics started giving these. Ah, 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 ah. It wasn't even a joke. Wasn't funny. It's just showing their opinion. Right. First of all, I went to journalism school. Uh, I would say nine out of ten journalists would say <laughs> that is. That would be the one you do it. Right. You could solve a lot of problems in the world if you just flat out go, are you really the son of God? That's opening question, right. and you can solve all kinds right. of shit. You could really fucking solve shit. Yeah. That's it. And uh, people were just laughing to show their opinion. Oh, hey. that's oh, what? And to show how much smarter they are than people. I'm sick of that. I read Yo, books, man. too. I don't need to rub your nose into it, motherfucker. As long as you got some funny with it, I, I fuck yeah, with I you. Think, I think you got to work backwards with it. If you're if, if you're funny and you're getting laughs and you're doing it right, but people, I think like, like what you're saying, you can't, your response to a joke shouldn't be, oh, I see what you did there. Right. It needs to be laughter. Right. You need to get me, and laughter is almost like subconscious. Like, I didn't even know no, it was laugh, doing it. But no, that but laughter is involuntary. Exactly. So if it's funny, you know, you don't, I don't, I shouldn't have to sit there and then later on say, oh, that was fun. No, if it was funny, then people are going to be laughing. Right. We can sit there in a quiet room and then after it was over say it was witty. Yeah, but it wasn't funny. Yeah. Period. You know? And I want the funny. And I want something the in funny. The, in the black rooms. Um, when I'm sitting there cracking on everyone, I love it because I see people jumping up and, and like the whack-a-mole. And peeing at, on themselves. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? That machine you got to smack, that yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. Chuck E. Cheese. I have seen black dudes in like expensive suits go, oh, yes. that's what the fuck. It, it turns into a church service after that. Is this church? It. What are you black people doing? And we're going we're gonna to wrap this up and get our guests on in a second. But I, I got to say this. Here's another great thing about the black rooms. Right. doesn't matter what day of the fucking week it is. Comedy show, you could be doing a Tuesday 1 p.m. show, goddammit. And guess what? There will be, everyone's dressed like they're going to church in a few hours. Most, no, not the, the Brooklyn part. joints. Yeah, not, not the, the Brooklyn, Brooklyn joints. The but, Brooklyn joints is, is a lot more laid back. But people over 40, guys over 40 are wearing fucking suits. And, Seven buttons. And you have to. <laughs> and that sets <laughs> the stage. Where'd you get all those goddamn buttons? <laughs> what are they doing? Well, six is for pussies. Yeah, <laughs> seven-button suit. But that puts a standard on it. And that's yeah. th that... I better deliver. People dressed up for this fucking thing. And I always dress up for black shows. I always, yeah. middle of the weeks, I'll wear t-shirts or something. But if I'm working the weekends, anywhere, I or if I work in black rooms, I wear button-ups. I go I do against the, the grain. You go with a t-shirt. I do. Because you know what? I always feel like when I walk into the black room, they're going to feel like, all right, your ass better be funny. You know, and then I come in sometimes with the pressure because I'm, I'm hood famous. 
So I come in and they like, yo, famous? yeah, I'm hood famous. That's a term? Yeah, they love me in the hood. So motherfuckers be like, yo, I heard that this dude was the shit. You know, and I've had people come to me after the show, yo, hey, dog, I'm glad you was the shit because uh, <laughs> everybody was saying that you was the shit. If you wasn't the shit, I'd have told your ass. So, but I like to go against the grain. Take I like that to come in. That's a compliment. There. Yeah, I'll take, right. I'll take that Thank as you, a. Thank you, I guess. I'll take that as a hood compliment. I've noticed this now. When I work black rooms with you, you do tend to go with the t-shirt. But when I see you at, at a club, button up, up. sometimes. Look at the psychology we're yeah, breaking down on a show. I go against the grain. Like y'all have no idea how I am about to kill this room. And then when I get done, they like, hey, John, where, whatever, whatever fuck you want to wear, wear it, dog. Wear a sombrero next week, huh, now? Wear a sombrero. Long as you're funny. They don't care. Yeah. Nobody, yeah. Damn the damn the witty. Oh, it's beautiful. I'd say this is the first time we've ever talked about comedy. I was, I was we thinking weren't. about that. But you know what? This is different. Like I said, we're not going to bring in a guest and break it down. But this is also cultural. Yeah. This is all about yeah. a cultural divide. There and is. We're talking about culture today. You know what? Even, for example, the applause break, right, is very, very mainstream white. That's You know what I mean? Yeah. The, like, 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 the, like you, you never see like that, um, that canned applause break. Here I go banning myself again, like the, the Comedy Central specials. You never yeah. see, you'll never see that. In the black room. That, yeah, you know that on the outro on Comic View or Def Jam. That, that, that almost like somebody's holding up an applause sign. If you don't bring it yeah. on a black show, you didn't bring it. But you will get fuckers to stand up. Yeah, when you close, but the laughter has and to and be half, real. I do. I eat that shit up. I go like, yeah. This. I just stand there like Ric Flair. Yeah, like a cage match. I pee on the front row. Well, good. I just, I go. just piss R- right R- on Kelly the front. Yeah, R. R. Kelly <laughs> style. I go R. Kelly style. Like oh, that's how much. I do's it, baby. You're a national treasure. Take that on your cheek. Beautiful. <laughs> so this, we set the tone today. We're talking I culture. So. We're talking uh, being different. And we're pulling no punches. Well, I pull a few, but what are you going to do? That's for another topic. We're going to bring in Nicole in a second. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk tattoos, culture. We're going to live it up. This is Lust for Life. We got Johnny. We got Benji. Yeah, it's different. You got them right. You got me. South Florida is Sodom and Gomorrah. But really? Yeah. It, was, it was South Beach. Yeah. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. South Florida, Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Sodom and yeah. Gomorrah. <laughs> but, the, but the panhandle of Florida is like... Oh. You guys need to go back to slavery for oh. black people. <laughs> you know what I, mean? <laughs> I mean, it's seriously concerned. No, I'm serious. Right? The panhandle. Oh, there, yeah, like there's no black people in town. There's none. To They're not allowed. They don't, yeah. <laughs> well, someone has to play for FSU. Let's be honest about <laughs> that, that. That's that's literally all you can get. That's it. With Charlie yeah. Ward was there for yeah. a few yeah. years, that son of a bitch. Uh, other yeah. than that, they still have colored drinking fountains down there, man. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's serious. So, so go on. Did you, uh, you, you always wanted tattoos? Um, you know what? Up. I don't know. Like my dad has a couple and I, I think that like the pivotal moment was I was like 13 and he took me with him and he had like a couple of little ones that weren't a big deal. And this was like, he got respect written across his chest. I was, I was literally 13 and I remember sitting in the tattoo shop with him and it was just like me, him and like an assistant and the guy doing it. And I remember thinking this is like the coolest place I've ever been to. Like he was saying, uh, you know, he was in pain and he was squeezing my arm and I was annoyed. So the girl goes, Oh, I have something for you. And she, I swear she brought out this, like a big dildo and gave it to my dad and he's screaming. He's like, she's a baby. And I I'm like thinking this is the coolest place I've ever been to. Oh my to. god! So I wow. think that maybe that had something to do with it. Your headphone. Yeah, is it funny? It's on wrong. Is it backwards? Yeah, no, that one. How on, do I? On your right hand. There you go. Now you can hear perfect. Oh, you know what? I was wondering. <laughs> I was wondering why the like, mic I was so this loud. One, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> She's starting to think she only had one good ear. The, the mic is loud. You can hear. It. Now yeah. you can hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look Much at that. better. Doesn't it sound Thank a little you. loud? Uh, it was a little loud, but that's, oh, okay. that's why I tweaked okay, it. Okay, let me ask you this, because this is the million-dollar question right okay. here, right? Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Any of those tattoos... Real quick, that puts a lot of pressure on every question. <laughs> yeah. 
for the rest. Yeah, right? Are you going to have to top yourself? Gonna go, now, no. this is a two it's and a half million, 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 million dollar, dollar question. Million dollar question. Up the ante. But this is the million dollar question. It, and I don't have any tattoos. So here's the million dollar question. Yeah. Do you have a tattoo, any of them, that you're like, mm, I wish that one wasn't there now. Oh, I wrote that question. <laughs> I just stole his million dollar question. <laughs> we know who the really cheater was. was in school. He looked on your paper. <laughs> um, you know, the truth is there's like one, it's like a butterfly I have somewhere in my stomach and there's like little stars surrounding it. And I swear I was like 18 and picked it off the wall. But I always said to myself, because after that, everything was like really significant. Everything had a meaning. Everything was something. And I was always like, what about that one? Am I going to get rid of it? And I thought of cover-ups for years. And then one day I was like, I was 18 years old. I was with my best friend in, uh, on vacation in South Beach. We were staying with my dad. He took us to a tattoo shop. And I'm like, how cool of a story is that? So that's my answer for that one. That I, my, you know, me and my dad and my best friend went and got tattoos and... That's what it means now. Do so. they do they all have a story? I have three, yeah. and each one means something, yeah. and as a is a different chapter in my yeah, life. Absolutely, every one of them. Every single thing. Holy shit! Me. <laughs> like if I if I just point to one right now, yeah. you can give me a story. Well, this is okay. All right, you got start here. You got Snow White. Yes. Okay. What inspired that? So this is, it's literally a Disney princess sleeve. Basically, um, I love Disney since I'm a little kid, and I obviously like the whole princess uh, You are dressed very princessy. Thank you. Just so you know. <laughs> Thank you. But um, so the the concept behind it was supposed to be like the three princesses, are my three favorites. It's Ariel, Snow White, and Belle, and it's supposed to be like their, um, their quest to happiness. The happiness is like signified by the castle. Um, signified by the castle okay and um so it's supposed to be like representative of their journey and how they got there so there's like good and evil like there's ursula and the evil queen and even maleficent and um like symbols of things that like help them and hurt them like ariel's dad who was kind of like both ways and then there was the poison apple which attempted to kill snow white so it's basically like the tale of their journey and if you notice there's no princes because my answer was you don't need a prince to find your Mm. happiness you just gotta get there oh look at that independent woman yes she listened to destiny's child and believed in that here's the Mm -hmm. thing let's say five years from now we find out that walt disney (laughs) right really was something really kinky behind (laughs) the scenes would you be freaked out no i mean he's already a nazi (laughs) was he a nazi really oh my god you've never you've seen Benji, do I don't you know, know this. A, 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 oh, oh my god! No, I mean, he was I'm not anti-Semitic. Say a, very, yeah. very anti-Semitic. Here comes the Jewish layer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. See, it just blends <laughs> right into but it. Here we go. But that doesn't mean I can't look past like a message. You know what I mean? Just because maybe his his heart wasn't in the right. But did you know that when you got the tattoo? Uh, yeah, that's I've known for years. I mean, I, I, there's really good videos on YouTube. You should check them out. That Walt was a Nazi. Oh yeah, him blacklisting his yeah. own employees. Certain employees got certain yeah dressing rooms. Really? Oh yeah, well, hard. I would almost think <laughs> that it's the greater fuck you to be Jewish and get tattoos. Of an anti-Semite's <laughs> works, like, because he right now is flipping in his grave, going that goddamn these Jews with these princesses. He's probably not saying Jew. He's probably saying some dirty yeah, fucking things. Yeah, he's but, uh, he's coming with some not, more creative shit than that because he was a creative guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got some special Drugs. words oh. for y'all. Yeah, he's got some special characters for y'all. That's a special fuck you. That, see, that's fucking great. There so let's go. break this down. Yeah. So your dad had a lot of tattoos. Yeah. And so, and he's a Jewish fella. Yeah. And. So it never seemed like a contradiction to you right from the jump? So growing up, I, I, am, I am kind of um, on the more religious side. And growing up, you know, you're always told you can't get buried in a Jewish cemetery. And I kind of like, you know, that was always my mom. Because my parents, like, I think they knew that I was going to want tattoos. I had like seven earrings, like, by the time I was, like, bat mitzvahed. So they, they saw it wow. coming. And they, yeah, they and were like, And his mom inked up? Oh, interview you know what? At 52, she went and got her first tattoo. And she's oh, wow. up to three now. And really? She, but she, like, kicked me out of the house for my first one. You know, like, it was, it was not a... So the whole easy. family kind of threw away the Jewish cemetery thing. At this point, well, we'll get there if you want. But um, okay. we will. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. At this point, we have like we. Um, my tattoo artist also tattoos my father and brother and my mother and yeah. 
Wow. The mm -hmm. whole family. Yep, yep. Okay, so they kind of knew it was going to happen. Yeah, because it was always like my mom was like, well, you know, you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery. You know, you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery. And I just took that as an answer. But I'm like, I'm an inquisitive gal. So I, um, I used to press my rabbi about it. And he would always want to tell me not to get tattooed. But the, the real, okay, so the, the whole deal is there's like a, a scripture that says, literally says that your body is supposed to be a temple and treated as such. That was interpreted thousands of years ago to mean not to cut your hair, not to cut your nails, not to color your nails and, and those things. And as new concepts and things came up in the world, it was like, well, don't do that either. So you're talking about what, what it's referring to is the same. I mean, you've all gotten haircuts before, like shaving but your face. Not, is not me. Never, yeah. never. It's always stayed that tight. You're so lucky. <laughs> He's a basketball player. Way. That's yeah. a natural hair. It just doesn't grow unless you're a player in the 70s. This there, is it. there is a Keeps me aerodynamic. verse that says you can't get tattoos. There's nothing that says you can't get haircuts. It doesn't say. I mean, it, the, the word tattoo is written in the Torah. That's I what you're going to tell so. me? I'll pull look it up. it up. Let's do it. Okay. Here, okay Wait, we're super tramps. We're about There's to learn something show. new here. We lost the producer, super tramp. Let's just sit in silence. Pretty sure it's 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 pretty explicit that it, there's not a lot of gray area in what the Torah was saying there. Mm -hmm. Torah is the Bible, Old yes. Testament for people. Um, but uh, getting haircuts—that's not that's not listed. But there. what it was saying is, you know, it's like it's you're, you're supposed to treat your body as this like sanctity, and it was the same thing. It's why Orthodox men don't shave their faces and stuff like that. It's, it's with all, a razor. Um, well, correct, but it's but it's it's all stemming from the same thing. I my rabbi, like my personal rabbi, is like a Chabad. Lubavitch uh -huh. rabbi and he was and I mean, how did you grow up what was your growing um, we were I would say closer to conservadox okay um you guys are like yeah, break that stuff, right Remember, I'm supposedly <laughs> half I still haven't gotten the confirmation <laughs> but, I was gonna say I thought you were Jewish I think you just claimed it when it <laughs> when it worked for you <laughs> I'll claim whatever when it works for me oh, there you go. in them Spanish rooms I'm like hey I'm half Mexican hey, what's going on if, if I could I would trust me oh <laughs> what that's our new TV show. You and me. I would be John Rabinowitz if I could ha. in a heartbeat. It's, it's, uh, be like, my hey, John, name. we're thinking about giving you a show. You know my last name is Rabinowitz, right? <laughs> <laughs> John Rabinowitz. Well, here's the thing. So break down what you said, right. conservanox. For the so, Gentiles listening. Okay, so um, conservative is, is basically like the middle of the the run i guess um it's not you're not like an extreme sect or anything but you observe holidays you you know you, you go to shul you it, you know maybe you keep kosher maybe you don't um but you usually keep the high holidays and then um conservadox was a little bit more like i used to go to um like to shul every saturday morning um for like three four hours i never actually kept kosher in the house but for a while i did outside of the house i always went to like kosher camps and um, I did observe like a couple of sabbaths like growing up but my it was just you know my so it's so it's it. so it's like a conservative Democrat or a liberal Something Republican. Like that, but You're it's somewhere you, in there. Yeah. Somewhere in Something there. Like okay. That. And then and then way over on the right would be like your Orthodox. Right. Or there's there's Conser more. There's right. a lot further. Yeah. Conservative. There's even further than yeah, the Orthodox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The ultra Orthodox. The the Hasids. The, yeah. the, like the Hasidic. And, yeah. Those are my neighbors. But there's even yeah. yeah. And there's, there's my neighbors are Hasidic. They 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 have yeah. the yeah the, the doorways yeah. We're everywhere. They're rocking yeah. So my my neighbors are extreme right. I like the Hasidic. They, they look like they, ninjas to well, me. They, they look like Jewish ninjas. They don't speak to you. No. Well, no. I had yeah. a girlfriend in that neighborhood, and I got in a cab once. Shared a cab with a Hasidic dude. I tried like making small talk, and he was like, "He wasn't having a piece they of don't, that, brother. They won't. They won't. He speak wasn't to having me. no yeah. piece yeah. of this shit." You know what's so crazy is Holy the little God. girls, right? Because they they play out in front of the house. They live next door. Yeah. And they 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 pretty much have the whole block now. But the little girls, like you know, one two years old, that are outside playing. Like sometimes I walk down the block and they don't know any better, so they'll run up and try to hug me. Yeah, it's Aww. a door. I know <laughs> they haven't been taught yet to, you know, hey, don't be scared of it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
So it's but they've been know, taught to be scared of a black man. Right. Yet. They haven't been taught to be scared. Of, but so, what's so funny is you can see the mothers that are sitting on the bench, yeah. giggling. <laughs> it's the guys that freak out like hey you know get the kid you know <laughs> you know what i mean the well, mothers- it's not just that there's another there's another part of it too men and women are supposed to be very separate in those communities they're not supposed to touch at all so mm. i wonder if maybe that plays into it and at that all. blows me the fuck away it's i've had a, the, the kids are adorable yeah. say hi to me after and say oh you're great a- after a gig and you go to shake their hand or, or they, fist yeah. they can't do it nope. and that just seems weird yep so how much are you practicing Judaism now? You know what? A lot less, like less than I than I wish I did. Um, I wish that I had like the the time to go to shul. I mean, I do I do still keep the holy days. Um, I just well, let me ask you this: when you if way. when you're when you're going to these when you're going to uh, shul, did mm-hmm. I say that right? Yes. Do people look? Do do they look at the tats like, yo, what the fuck are you doing so here? So here's the thing: out of respect to um, a synagogue, especially if it's not my own, or to like a rabbi or, or families, I will almost always keep covered. Um, mm. I was in Israel for like two weeks. It was like two years ago. Right. And um, I, I, you know, in the streets of Israel, it's really not a religious country at all. Like New York is much more of a religious really? place. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've Most heard that Israelis a million are, times. Yeah. Yeah. Israel, so, I mean, yeah, it's you, not a religious. No, not at all. Right. It's so surprising how, I mean, the, the sense of pride people feel for Israel is for the country itself. It's not necessarily the Jewish religion. Right. Um, but there are, I mean, there's a lot of Orthodox in Israel. And I've heard whenever, that a ton of times. Yeah. They are yeah. some really extreme neighborhoods in Barry. There yeah. are those. No, places, but I heard yeah. that the, that Israel, in and of itself, right. is not like that. That wow. they're just no, like, well, so, like you know, Israel law. You don't have to keep Jewish law nope. to keep Israel law. They're they're completely separate. Yeah, yeah. although yeah. you can't find a cheeseburger like pretty much yeah. anywhere. It's right? Yeah, the, yeah, it, it infringes. <laughs> a, a lot little of them bit. are kosher. And but I've I think heard that's that from a bunch health. of uh, chicks that I yeah. that I dated that were Jewish I that go over there. You know, they make their trip over there. Let's do it. It's not like that. Leviticus. So let me ask you this. Oh, he found he found the verse with the tattoos. Yeah. Leviticus 19.28, you shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor imprint any marks upon you. I'm the Lord. Okay. And that's fresh out the Torah. That's straight at the Torah. Straight out the Torah, baby. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I I really, it could go either way. Like, I mean, you could definitely argue that that's referring to a tattoo. But, I mean, when you incorporate for the dead, I mean, to me, that's almost like satanic. Um, that's how I would interpret yeah, it's, that. Yeah, that probably is the the origin yeah, of it. I think it your inter- interpretation before with growing with the times and what yeah. time it was given in and what does that mean for today is probably a. I'm not gonna say a better way to look at it, but, but don't try to mean. justify it. Well, it wasn't talking about that. No, it was talking about something else, and now we have today. Right. And I mean, it's the same reason that, like, even when I do, you know, like when I was younger, like even like three, four years ago, like on Yom Kippur, I would literally sit in the dark and just read. And not do anything and I was miserable and I'm like well, there wasn't a cell phone you know like a thousand years ago like no one's gonna get mad if I text somebody and you know so now it's like I cheat and like I'll let my Netflix run <laughs> instead of you know because you're not supposed to watch TV but if it's running and I you know hit pause here and there I'm like well it's not such a big deal but it's things like that it's like right. modifying for the times you know it's great so you'll just put on like <laughs> episode one of Breaking Bad yeah, and yeah. Let it, yeah, right, let it go. are you yeah, ready yeah. for episode eight no, they don't so even give you, it just keeps going <laughs> it just keeps going I so, love it oh you mean Right yeah. Let me ask you this then. So, <laughs> I all right. So I was baptized Catholic. I was raised a poor Catholic. I I just didn't understand it from the jump. But Catholics cherry pick mm-hmm. what the fuck we believe. Oh, I know. do do Jewish like we got the two of you here now now. Even if that said right now. Okay, wait. I need to know your background first though. Like so modern how do Orthodox. You, okay. Like that's how you grew up, or that's how yeah. You currently okay. Like what, what, what is that? Okay. That's re- that's more religious than what she was. I guess a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Uh, I went to an all boys school. I went to Yeshiva University. So instead of liberal, um, instead of liberal Republican, you would be more. 
I would be more. Well, uh, well, instead of conservative Democrat, you would be considered <laughs> would a be, liberal Republican. My head's about That's to explode fair. with yeah, all this. Right? Is that is that kind accurate? Of, what, it, what it tries to do is say, how do we combine all the Jewish law with lives. modern times yeah. also? Okay. So you learn science and all that, and we went out and watched TV and went to movies and whatever it is, but also you had to keep kosher and Sabbath and okay. you know, no electricity on those right. days. Okay. But we I, like that. I like that lane. I like that Jewish lane. You like that? I I got so fucking lost when you said <laughs> to me you said the same thing. So you were a Republican well, Democrat well, or no. Democrat well, Republican? Listen, what well, the listen, fuck's well, the no, difference? No, she son? said. Well, she said. She said that she would be in in her lane. She would be kind of like a conservative Democrat, whereas Benji would be kind of a liberal Republican. So okay. he'd be a little to the right of right. her. Okay. Yeah. So I'm trying to put it in terms that if somebody's listening, they can follow. No, okay. So yeah. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Yeah, I would agree. Now, uh, in ter- if you're going to compare it to the political groups, they're different. So a lot of Jews tend to be like really big on the social issues, mm-hmm. you know, for the poor and the lower class. But also they have the, they're kind of grouped together with the right wing because those are the right wing Christian groups and the religious. Yes, tend mm. to be more like don't tell me what to do and whatever that is. Sure. Freedom oh. to do practice what you want. So the, once again, here's my question. Now I, it seems to me that Jewish folk don't cherry pick. That they seem to be. All in or all out. I mean, I would agree with that. I think that you don't, I mean, like maybe personally to an extent, but you don't say like, oh, well, I like these laws, but I'm not going to do that. Like it's kind of like, um, I think realistically everyone does. There are different groups within Judaism that reinterpret it for modern times. So almost similar to what Christianity did to Judaism. So, right. So Jesus came and they said, that's the old Testament. You don't have to keep any of those laws. You can eat shrimp. You don't have to get circumcised, blah, 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 blah. But we're now the new stuff. So. In a weird way, that's kind of like what a reformed Jew would be, where they're like, let's interpret it for today's time. So not all the laws listed necessarily apply for right now. You have See, to reinterpret them. I kind of disagree about um, reformed Jews, just because I I was like a member of a, of a reformed synagogue for like a year, and it was probably the most miserable temple experience I'd ever had, because they're, I don't even want to say this sounds terrible, they're not even really like Jewish people, they're just kind of just... What does that mean? Oh, like, the, the reformed temples are like, they, they do it for like the social aspects of it. I mean, nobody, I, I remember being like... On paper, at least, they're not, that, they're... Yeah, I mean, what, the hangout? I just remember sitting... No, it's I mean, like a community thing, yeah, families exactly. and kids, it's maybe, and maybe they, they Maybe they agree more with like traditions and culture than any of the actual religion, because I will never forget like the first Saturday morning I was there, and there was like a film crew, because someone was doing bar mitzvah, and I'm like, mom, I, 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 like, what's happening? I was mortified. Like, I walked, oh, I walked Way and like somebody they, they asked for um, a collection I think on like Yom Kippur which is the holiest day and on all the holy days you know money you're not supposed to touch money it's considered like right. and I just I could not believe they were like asking for money I just I was like horrified by it you know so I I don't know maybe I'm a little bit against were you ever form. conflicted then with the whole tattoo thing I mean like at some point yes but it's only because you know I grew up wanting to do what I felt was right um, and I was I was never really sure of it. And when I really like, even after I started getting tattoos, I'm like, I'm oh, great. Like I'm going, you know, they, there's no hell. They say like the lowest rung in the ladder of heaven. Like that's like, I'm like, well, I'll be stuck <laughs> at the bottom, you know. But um, th- so I, you know, I have this rabbi, and we like went to Israel, and he was so like, can, you know, into like reaffirming the facts for me that what I was doing was okay, and you know that. So let me really ask you this: issue. So like, yeah. what if you slid up into, you know, what if you went to Saturday? What did we call it? Sabbath. What was this? What was it? Saturday. Shul. Shul. Oh, like that's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so what if what if what if you broke out of here? Let's say today's mm-hmm. Saturday and you went to Shul yeah. just like that. I wouldn't. But what if you did? I'm just saying. Well, okay. What would happen First when you of walked all, in? Your shoulders are supposed to be covered anyway. Okay. So even if I did, I mean, so, so many I, rules. Yeah. Religion. Well, it's, it's like a it's, modesty it's, thing. Exactly. It's like a, it's a respect. But sh- okay. So if your shoulders were covered and you had and the rest of the and the rest I, of the sleeve was rocking, what would they say when you walked in there? 
I mean, that really depends on on the shul, I guess. You know, if it's the one I grew up in, they wouldn't really be affected too much by it. Because um, they know you. Yeah, like if some, you know. If, but if, I mean, if you went to a different one. I don't, they, I don't if you were New Jacking. I don't think they'd be very open But what would it. they do? I just they wouldn't do anything. I don't think it would do Dirty looks, they whispers. Would just, you'd see a lot of exactly. gasps. Passive and, aggressive. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's what we do. Catty, like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Gossipy, okay. yeah. That's, that's what it would be. John, with you, why, why no tattoos with you even you know what man you know what to be honest with you man like i felt like first of all i was so cocky and arrogant when i played basketball that i just felt like it was i thought it was more gangster to not have them to not be a yeah. follower and i was i was prom king i was the, always a big man on campus so Once it was, again, it was almost a, <laughs> it was almost a slap in the face to the guys who were getting them mm-hmm. like yeah yeah man we're going to get tests like go do what you do dude you know what I'm saying? I'm going to sit here with these two chicks and uh, enjoy myself. Like, it was it was really, I think it came from the same place. Like, sometimes it's that rebellion uh-huh. a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think it was it was my way of rebelling. Like, I'm going to not do what the rest of you sheep are doing. That's why I didn't get earrings. That's why I didn't get tats. Because I, I really wanted to kind of throw it back in the face of all the guys that were doing it. This is what I love about you, particularly in this episode. I mean, you are a rebel. You go against the grain, and you've said that several times. Now I'm convinced that when you play basketball, you didn't even wear, like, a basketball jersey. Like, <laughs> you're wearing, to, like, a three-piece yeah. suit. Like, I you're, you're to, James Bond. Play, Pass me the ball, I bitch! I used to play butt-naked. <laughs> I was out there butt naked with my shoes on. And that's why you scored 30 a game. No one would guard you. No right? one scared got, your balls would hit him. No one no got close up. to him. Play some D. Man to man. I ain't playing a man to man with that naked man. I used to play butt naked with what, no what tattoos, do you think was no earrings. The motivation between the, your friends that were getting tattoos. Why were they going for it? You know what? Everybody got them. You know, you see the older G's getting them. You know, and I grew up in a in a um in a gangbang culture. So there was a lot of crip tattoos. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So everybody was, you know, first the gangbangers got them and then you want to look like the tough guy. I think that's I think so every fitting, guy it's wants a fitting to be. into the the community you grew up in type of thing. Yeah, man. You know, the other thing is I was always afraid, like I asked our homegirl here, if I got something like would would I wake up one morning like you know what I mean? And regret it. The permanent most, yeah, I mean, because most people do, but it's right. That's why you gotta do it for the right reasons. You, know, right. you just do it. And I meant and I I mean my mind changes all the time. Yeah. You know, I could go on stage and, you know, like destroy standing ovation. I'm sitting there like, I should get rid of that. That joke is so whack now. I can't even imagine getting some tattoo. tattoo. Well, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? As much as I've changed, you can you imagine the tattoos that I would have got when I was drinking and sniffing right. Coke every night? You know what I mean? Versus yeah. now that I don't even drink, I would be looking at some of those tattoos. I'm just, Man. Well, that's why, like, I have three. And I had known... Don't you like your name on your arm? Yeah, of yeah. course. That was the first one. I got I got the Mad Dog <laughs> tattoo. I knew I was going to yeah. get one for a while. I got that. I knew I was going to get a Hunter S. Thompson, the Gonzo symbol, because I was a journalism major, and I just love what it symbolizes. It, is, it symbolizes being an individual, and when the going gets weird, the weird turn pro. That was the old quote. And that, that reminds me, I look at that, always adapt and always be who you are. And then I always wanted a more fatigue to remind myself to trust fate. You end up where you're supposed to be and just go for the ride. So you don't have any regret. No, because I knew what I wanted those. for right. years because I'm not uh, – here, well, we'll alienate people here. Uh, I'm not a stupid girl who gets drunk on a fucking <laughs> no, Friday no, night. Completely Let's get a there. dolphin jumping through a strawberry. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> right. Let's get this right. – what the fuck? This means well, shit. I got two more I'm going to get, well, and, and they mean shit to me. My and ex-girlfriend it's, it's, has my fiction. nickname on her back. Well, that was I don't even know your <laughs> – what, naked ball player? Is that yeah. the fucking <laughs> <laughs> my nickname, naked ball player. My nickname was Messiah when I was younger. Messiah. Yeah, yeah but at least she can get away with that. Yes, well, she could change it. Yes. You know, oh, but it's for the Messiah, and yes. I know, you know, the rapture never came, but he's... It's ca- in the small of her back. Oh, no. I, so I'm I think not... that, 
Yeah, I think that's kind that's... of a tell. I'm sure it's gone now, and I haven't asked her. But I remember I came home from a gig one time. I was, I've never been this in love. I still think I would marry this chick, but she's got my <laughs> nickname in the middle of her back. So I know sometimes with that, I, and I was a type of dude that would, be, would have been so, you know, cocaine makes you feel like you are the emperor yes. of wherever you are. Or so the I Messiah. Or the Messiah. Yes. <laughs> I would have had wild coke party tattoos on me by now because I would have been feeling like, you know what, man, let's do this. And nobody was going to, oh, no, John, we're not going to motherfucking start the, <laughs> start the engine on this thing <laughs> and tat me up. We'd be sitting here going, nice tattoo of someone skiing, right, John. <laughs> right. What is that tattoo of, uh, of you? You know what we were doing last night, son. Setting a fire on your arm. Well, it's interesting here that we kind of have three different reasons for getting tattoos. We have to fit into the culture you grew up in, telling you a story that, that of some, or remembering a story, and you have these ideas that you believe in in your life that you want to carry with you. So yes. that we have it's out of the three people who are talking about tattoos, it's three different approaches to it, which is cool. And don't forget this as well. Um, I believe when I got my first tattoo, I was probably still a virgin at 21. I think I was, and I've never had the biggest arms. You know, I work out and shit now, but I just it's never gonna happen. I've never had guns. I realized at the gym, dudes with tattoos, the arms looked bigger. Than they actually Man. were. It just makes your arms. And in oh, wrestling, really? remember this is in the, the mid '90s when everyone, when wrestlers started having tattoos. Like everyone at ECW had more ink than like a Marvel comic book. So I noticed that if you just throw that shit on there, and so I was like, yeah, let's it throw gives Mad you Dog some in definition. There. I started looking like, oh, Mad Dog <laughs> might be able to whoop your ass. It was part of playing the character as well, man. And yeah. it's like, yeah, okay, let's do that. Like I don't care. People are like, why don't you get one on your chest? Well, a, I'm hairier than a motherfucker. B, who's gonna see that shit? I'm wearing the shirt. Yeah. I want fuckers to go. Oh, look all at it. all ball players are covered. Kevin Durant's mother told yeah. him he could get all the tattoos he's want as long as you can't see him, which is why you don't see him yes. with tattoos. But he has them, but mm. you can't see them when he's playing. And were you also scared that if you were gonna be tatted up, that you were gonna be a cliche or like like you know there's that time so where every everyone day. that's what's that so <laughs> every single day. Well, being a cliche. Winter is my favorite time of the year because I don't have to show my tattoos if I don't want to, like. It's really hard. I mean, you can't imagine what it's so like. So your tattoos are personal. Oh, you don't, yeah. you're, you're not into Oh, my look God. At I don't my... want people to talk. I mean, this is like, this is a completely different setting. I mean, this is a friend of mine, so I don't mind if this was even in, in like a personal thing. But like people on the street, my friends laugh at me. Like if you've never hung out with me before, spend an hour with me walking down the street and count how many people. I love your tattoos. I love your tattoos. Like 30 times an hour. And you're sick guys, of guys, guys love that, you're right? Me. We awesome. want them as a conversation Ugh. piece. Right? For you, yeah. But yeah. women, it's totally different. I want to be left alone, you know? Like, I don't want some idiot on the street to tell me that he likes my body the way it looks. Like, that's ridiculous, you know? You don't I, want a guy on... No. Okay. I mean, if I was insecure, maybe, but I don't, you this know? This is one of yeah. the most confident people I've that. ever met, <laughs> just so you know this. Well, you know what? Women do... Women, like, even if women put on a, a nice outfit, or let's say, for example, a woman goes out in a short dress, I believe that women are putting that dress on for a guy. Yeah, but it's not it's not this right. telling me about it. Right. <laughs> so a lot of times when we're whistling and then guys are like, yo, why the fuck did she put all that dress? It wasn't for you. Yeah. Right. It was for yes. some guy at work on the third floor that she only so sees. So turn your head right. and, and worry about where you're walking, right. motherfucker. I'm yeah. a, I gotta meet him in ten minutes. Right. Welcome to being a girl. Unfortunately, <laughs> women should like put a sign on the dress or something. Not hey, for you. Yeah, yeah. That is funny. This is for Benji, you know. Property of. Yeah, property of Benji. This chick was gonna put a property of on her body and I stopped her. I Above caught her. Messiah or? She was going to put property of Jay Laster. 
Oh, that's insane. In between her belly button and... If a girl did that for me, I'm out the fucking And yeah, her hot pocket. Exactly. In her hot pocket? In between <laughs> her belly button and her hot pocket. Because and, she I, lo- and I stopped her. She loves Gaffigan that much. Oh, my hot goodness. Pocket. John Lasser. She was going to put property of John Lasser, and I, I stopped her. She was like, oh, no, I thought you would I'm like it. No, I wouldn't her. like that. No, I would not like that. So there are rules. You ready for the rules? Yeah. Give me the what rules. Are the rules? Okay. Um, every tattoo I come up with, one full year, I have to sit on it until I'll do it. Very smart. Oh. One year. Do you know anyone else? I mean, I don't know, know anyone do that. that's, that's yeah. that deliberate. Right. No, but I mean, like, people who just go get tattoos. So that's my first rule. Number two is um, uh, no one can pay for it. Like, not a friend. I mean, my parent, but I'm an adult now. But, you know, so nobody can pay for it because I don't want to look at this and be like, that asshole, you know, stuff like that. Right. And I also don't like guys come with me. Like, a guy I'm seeing, they can't come with me too. Because, again, this is on my body for the rest of my life. So I don't need to remember. That so then clearly there's there, there's not going to be any guys. You're not going to have a guy's name or a guy's face. Never. Or, never. I mean, when I'm married, maybe. So but then, even then, so that, then yeah. it's still like, a possibility. That gets into, like the sacrilegious like Jewish thing. You know, like I know this sounds so silly, but I would never tattoo a person's name on me that was alive. I wouldn't do a name at all, I don't think. But OK, so we're going to go to our Jewish correspondent <laughs> to find out why that's so not going to happen. Thanks for right? having me here. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go to our Jewish correspondent. Would you, would you ever get a Jewish theme tattoo? Um. Well, okay, so my, my peacock in Judaism, it's supposed to represent like prosperity and like protection and things like that. I mean, that's really the closest I would do. Right, I mean, that's pretty obscure. Yeah, but that's, but like it was, it was something representative. But not like of, a Star of David. No, or I wouldn't do that, I don't think. Out of disrespect, not disrespect, but out of yeah, like it's, the, it's, it doesn't It's sacrilegious make sense. almost, right. I think. I mean, unless it was part of an overall piece. So do you, do you, do you freak out when you see people with these Jesus tattoos and the stuff? Jesus heads? I think there's nothing tackier, honestly. Really? If you want to devote your really? life to Jesus, like do it. You don't need to get it written on your body. That but why can't they say the same thing about your Disney tattoos? Oh, Just this watch is me them. devoting. Right. No, that's cool. But I mean, that that's but it's a different sense. You know, it's like if you want to devote your life to like uh, Breaking Bad, like, please go for it. Please tattoo it. But that's you're not talking about like Jesus. Know, religi- yeah. Jesus. Come on, <laughs> no, but I could I would think that's something if you're if you're talking something so permanent right. you're putting on your body. I understand why a religious thing would. Maybe if you did it for the right reasons. But I don't feel like I've ever met someone that's done mm-hmm. that <laughs> or I've never seen that before, you know. Because I've never seen like a priest with a sleeve, right? Maybe they exist. Well, they got other problems. Yeah, they're, yeah, they they're trying to convince themselves for making other mistakes. Yeah. But let's, <laughs> I know. That's they another have, episode. They have well, on their plate. Try not to be identified. So, let me ask you this. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. I've always known. Like, I'm attracted. I love women with ink. I always have. I'm never in their wheelhouse. Never. Fucking. I'm. I'm. It's. It's rare. Interesting. You should say that. Okay. Okay. Um, I have almost never dated guys with tattoos. Never. Really? Uh, no, I mean a couple, but for the most part, like the majority of the guys I date are like Jewish lawyers. And Well, that was going to lead yeah. into this question. Do you find, do you end up dating, well, you just said it, you end up dating a lot of Jewish guys? I mean, guys? don't get, yeah, almost They're, always. I try to. Do you ever court one and then they stay away because of your tattoos? I think that it has happened before. I think that, um, like I've, I've dated guys and like we'll have a great time and everything's awesome. But I think that subconsciously they really could never bring me home to their mother. Yeah. She, so she would freak out. Yeah. A yeah. Lot, I mean, a lot of women. That's got to be that. tricky because mm-hmm. your mom, I don't know, for yeah. guys, like, you know, here, you know, hearing your mom, like, really? Like, that's that's a bummer. Yeah. And Jewish moms, I mean, yeah. You know. Oh, black uh, moms yeah. are really, really. With tattoos? No, just I'm just saying black moms. Would, yeah. With judgment. Moms, and ju- moms just in judgment. She's got to be right for my boy. Yeah. 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 Like, it's like, no, you no, know, right. black men and their mothers, it's like, oh, like, if mom doesn't like this chick, like, you are done, bitch. You know no, I mean? it's no shot. See, I didn't have the best relationship with my mother. And one time I brought a girl back to Vegas for a week. My mom just starts jumping into, so when are you guys going to move in? And that almost, 
was like yeah. a negative for my girlfriend. And she's an awesome girl and still, right. uh, still see everyone once well, great girl. And it's like, man, it would have been better if she didn't give you the vote of approval. See, white, you know guys, white guys, you guys can get away with that sometimes. We got that mom angst. You guys can get away with that because you know what? When I, was in, when I, was, when I played ball, I remember they asked us in, this, in the survey in the locker room, what would you do if you made it to the NBA? And I think probably around 30 or 40% of the white guys started with, I would get my mom. Maybe 20, 20 or 30. And every black guy started with, <laughs> I would buy my mom a house. Yeah. Like 100%. So the mom thing is like so like, like God, this chick. Well, see, I was raised by my grandparents. Mm. So them, so them yeah. cats would have got the first thing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But what are you going to do? But it's the same, I mean. Yeah, it's someone loving you, yes. But I feel you with the subconscious thing with the tattoos where they might be in the back of their head, like, how am I going to yeah. pull this one off, I'm, right? Yeah. And it's too much yeah, of a, is, sure. is, is, and is it worth the headache? When you first meet somebody, like, you got to yeah. be thinking yeah, that. Yeah, no, I would just is it worth the headache? what I would say to my mom. I'm like, the good news is she's Jewish. Yeah, right. Okay? Right. <laughs> now sit down. Now, exactly. She's inked the fuck up. <laughs> right. But I mean, when you first meet somebody, you're weighing those things. Right. Well, yeah. not always. I am. I mean, maybe. If but. I like, if I meet somebody and I dig them, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. like, what other hurdles do I have to get over? That's true. You know what I mean? Like when I first meet somebody, no matter how cool I, how cool they are, like, and then they say, oh yeah, and then my son, okay. I, well, I'm gonna be honest right now. Uh, years ago, um, this is gonna shock you. The, I was raised by Italians. Um, I have some racists in the family. I'm gonna be quite blunt. <laughs> really? There is some fucking really? racist. And I remember at my graduation party, this girl, I was waiting tables at a black Angus, ironic, and this ho hostess, gorgeous black girl. She was a part-time model, absolutely gorgeous. And I finally realized she liked me. She showed up at my graduation party. Doesn't drink, but showed up at this bar to hang out. And I could have, I walked her a car and I realized I could have hooked up with her. And I ended up not because I was scared of what would happen if I yeah. ended up getting involved. Yeah. Right. And I brought her into this shit. And I got some crazy uncles from Rochester who used to run with, Bunch of dudes named Bugsy and Sonny Black and all <laughs> right. this bullshit. And I don't need that shit. And now, part of me now is like, well, fuck them. I want to only date black. I want to date black Jewish women you and stuck it to the right. fucking Italian you, Catholics right in there. The church. You weigh it into the equation, bro. When you meet yeah. these chicks, you do. That, but that, and I, I, that's, I don't have that many regrets in my life. That is one because that girl was absolutely beautiful. I can't remember her name now, but fuck it, that hasn't stopped me on the road. If you're listening, I'm hooking up anyway. <laughs> black oh, girl man. I worked with in 1999. <laughs> uh, I've dated tons of Jewish chicks. It's like, dude, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's not gonna happen with you. But they're not gonna not marry you. Gonna, not what gonna about, take you home. How would your mom feel? My mom's not like that. My mom is one of those people that's like, as long as you're happy now. I mean, I think that if I pushed her, I would find out what she really thought. Yes. But my mom. No, but you said you said you, it's a consideration for you when you're into a girl. You know, all the hurdles bringing her home to your family and right. that stuff. So what would be, what could she have, and or what about her would make her a hurdle that you would? What about a not, chick would make that mine? you're like, oh, my mom's not gonna approve. I can't, now, even if I dig this girl. Now, probably drugs. Mm -hmm. If my mom knew that the chick did drugs, I think my mom would be like, you know, and I was like, no, you know, I know I don't do drugs anymore. Don't worry about her. No, my mom, I think. My boy's going to come back with some Coke tattoos yeah, now. Yeah, I think, I think drugs. Um, I mean, I think my mom would probably, I don't know what else. I don't know what else. I, I, I think drugs would probably be the, probably something that would, like, my mom would. Or if I just met somebody, because I know that probably some good things are about to happen for me, I always yeah. keep it low right. until it happens. But I think that if I had just met somebody, my mom would be like, she's after this dude's uh -huh. money. 
he's about to make some money or God willing, you know, this money kicks in in the next 18 months. Then I think that would freak my mom if it was somebody I just met. But other than that, I think my mom would, even if she was didn't like the person, my mom would keep a good poker face. But I think mm-hmm. those are basic concerns that all parents have, no matter what religious uh, religion, color, creed that you have. I don't want I don't a junkie with think, my, my, my I think kid. The and I, don't thing, want... I, think, I think the Jewish thing is very, like, don't do it. Because I've had, like I said, Jewish chicks that I've dated, like, dude. You don't understand. And you're saying don't do it, bringing them to you your don't house or them the bringing hell you in. That would break out in if, my house if, if I if brought, they brought you in. Yeah, yeah, no matter how much I like you, John, it's not worth it. I'd be cut out of the will. I'd be. I you know found what I mean? Jewish folks so much more open-minded about color than mm, fucking Italian. To be, but not, but not with, yeah, yeah, not with your own kids. No, yeah, right, not with your own. Yeah. Everyone else's. It's not a color. It's a religion. It's a religion. Yes, right. Just marry a Jew. Right. But what if it's Sammy Davis? Here's here's the funny part. There's black Jews, goddamn. Wait, no, so that'll be fine. That's totally acceptable. Yeah. Religion piece, and here's the funny part yeah. about the racism. I don't want piece. you guys sleeping on fucking Sammy, goddammit. <laughs> Anyone sleeps on Sammy, I throw you the fuck out of this podcast. Here's the weird part about the the, the racist part that I had to think about because yes. my my ex girlfriend said my grandmother's dead. Hey, John, she was joking. Yeah, so if we settle down, I won't be cut out of the will anymore. She was she was kind of joking, not so joking. <laughs> she was not joking, right? But here's the <laughs> fucked up part that I thought about, right? The Think about this. The black gene is dominant. So if you have a kid with a, if you have a child with a black person, it's a black kid. Yes. I would be a little creeped out if I had a kid with a white chick and now it's it's white. Would you feel your genes weren't strong enough? No, I'm just saying that I I was. I I lost to the Jewish gene. I I was a little more understanding of how you could be a little like. Now it's a black. You know what I mean? Like if 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 her grandmother's sitting here with this black baby, nobody's gonna think is that. You know what I mean? You lose something. Yes. Isn't that human to want this goddamn yeah, to baby look like to you. look just like yeah, you? Yeah, no, completely. Or for somebody, I mean, I was just, for the first time, a little like, if it went the other way, I think we would be a little, too. Mm. Real quick, and then we got to no, wrap no. it up. I got a few more questions for our lovely guests here. But I had a buddy I used to work with in Vegas, black dude. His kids were whiter than the Dickens. They weren't his kids. They, they were white. We think he might be gay. We got news break. We got news break. But he's a Creole. He's a Creole from Louisiana and hated yeah. black folks. No oh, one used yeah. the N-word. I don't mean like street N-word with uh, hard errs. Like these motherfuckers yeah. here. And I'm like, Mike, you're a black dude. I'm Creole. I don't like these corny ass. Like Yo, it was insane. There is, let me tell and, you. And so it's crazy to me. If that is his kid, it's, it's almost like he wished his baby to be white. I'm going to bang the whitest you girl because I hate my own people. Yeah, it's not his kid. It was insane. So real quick, yeah. Um, you got these tats. Yeah. Your parent, your mom initially was... Not feeling Very it because you can't get it. it. Yeah. Anyone, grandparents, is there any, did you get any resistance right away from anyone else? And do you still have any resistance in your family now? Um, it, you know, what's interesting is my grandparents are the, I mean, they're just like the greatest grandparents in the world. They're the very like unconditional, like, you know, and they're like, well, you can stop. And I'm like, but I'm not gonna. And then it's like, well, let me see what you got this time. Whereas, um, you know, and they're like 70 and 80. And then I have like uncles, like all my uncles are in their late forties, early fifties. And them I get the most resistance from, which I think is really interesting. Like 48 year old men, like who are like, I don't know what you're doing to your body, you know, Wow. which I think, I think that's actually kind of funny. It just shows like the modernization of like you know the world like that generation they just they just won't get it whereas like grandparents 
But you, but so now you don't have any problem with just continuing to cover yourself in tats, right? I mean, we're we gonna stop now, right? Like, that's what I mean. <laughs> like you might as well just rock out, yeah, right? The toothpaste is out. Yeah, you can't put that <laughs> shit back in at this right. point. Right. There's no removing. All, right. You might as well just I mean, rock I, out. I won't go. Like I won't. I would maybe do something small on my throat, but it would have to be like I wouldn't do like one of those giant throat mm. pieces. Nothing on my face. And I'm, I'm still thinking I'm not gonna do my legs. That was like one thing my mom asked me. You have to nothing do. on the legs. Nothing. Nothing. Not even a foot. Nothing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But I can cover my like torso. First. So then that's a lot less space that you have. Yeah. yeah. A lot less canvas now that you have to work with. But I mean, once you once you've covered your arms, like you might as well just you know keep it keep it moving. Well, get like, whatever you once want. You, once you get a half sleeve, it's like you might as well finish it. And it's like I have one. I might as well do another. It was really like it was a very quick progression. Like this is like over the. Yeah, like, I've heard. I've heard yeah. that once you start getting you them, it's like stop. yo, let's do this. Yeah. I waited I about know. eleven years. You stop between. You stop. No, this one's a year stop. old. And the minute I got it, I go, all right, now I need more. Oh, really? The oh, only thing yeah. that's keeping me from it right now is uh, my management and all that and agents and that are like, dude, you're trying to get some stuff. You shouldn't get all inked up mm. invisible because this com- is visible. And A lot of comedians have. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, I'm doing some crowd warm up now for, for for a show with Regis Philman, and I'm I've been factored. They still haven't made a full decision where they're going with full time. And I part of me is like, I wonder if me having a visible tattoo on that show, and if I came back with some more visible, if that's going to scare off some because there is some old people involved. So that's uh-huh. since Maybe. I want to do more crowd warm up, I that's a, something I'm keeping. They got to consider my, that. Yeah, because you got some old. There was a cat. There was a priest from Notre Dame in the front. And you could just tell he was staring. Oh, look at this kid. I was really happy. Like now, I mean, before it was it was for another reason not having it. But now that I don't have any, and they can put temporary tattoos on you. I can get whatever I want for film once I yeah. move into the film thing. So now it's like, oh, great. This kind of worked out. You you're know what I mean? So that I don't have to play the hood roles. Yeah. See, you're smart. Or maybe I should play the hood roles. I'm probably going to get them anyway at first. Right. But you got to love those Mexican dudes who always play the Mexicans in gangs. Like those <laughs> those three assholes in Training Day are in everything. They're in Breaking Bads. <laughs> oh, were, did you ever get your shit pushed in? They were in Friday. Fast and the Furious, I think, one of them. Yes, yeah. they are. Yeah, yeah. And now, the Mexican you, gangsters. It's a great, and they're always going to work. Just like 50-year-old guineas are always going to work in mob shit. Um, real quick. Yeah. Um, you, so you have no regrets. No. If anyone judges you and considers you uh, a bad problem. Jew because yeah, of that. What do you problem? say to him? That, that's, I, don't, I mean, it, let, let somebody approach me and say, oh, I, you know, I don't think highly of your tattoos. Well, I don't think highly of the skirt you're wearing. I mean, really, like, that's just so... What do you think of temporary tattoos? I think it's so stupid. You do? <laughs> I really you do? do yeah. Okay, I yeah. knew you have to make she was going to say that because yeah. I'm, cause that's what I was going to get. I was going to get some bitch temporary Some henna? Like some, I mean, Not henna. <laughs> don't they have good temporary tattoos? Airbrush? I, mean, I, I don't know. I used to go out with a kid who did like airbrush tattoos and this is when I've already had a ton and he had a ton and sometimes um, he this is like in Orlando he would literally do like upside down crosses like covering my entire chest and I would like go into work that mind you I worked at like the Hard Rock in Orlando which was so like family oriented yes. and they would be like I don't think you can have that and I'm like well you know like that you know to be funny maybe for a minute but just do it if you yeah. want to do it you got to make a decision she said they're cowardly there has to be that Some factor commitment. of, reg- of yeah. regret Some to commitment. me that is part of tattoo of you going I'm pretty sure this but meh, maybe when I'm 60 I think that na- there needs to be that 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 good versus bad of it of this might not work out. You shake your head, Bench. That's why. That's why I'm not doing it. I think, but you know what? We're I all think, gonna get one after this. We're, we're gonna get neck tattoos. We're going together. No, <laughs> we're going you know, I'm doing. A, we're going to have a tattoo lust episode. For life. Good. I'm getting lust for <laughs> life. Here. We're going to contact a tattoo parlor and have them come in, and hopefully, I want to pay for it because we'll just name them every five seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is Bobby's tattoos and Bensonhurst. And we're going to get, I want to get tattooed live on the air and see if me getting intense talking is going to fuck up the tattoo. I'll get a temporary. 
Pussy. <laughs> Anything at close you want to talk about on the subject, my dear? Um, real quick. And we I, thank you for coming. I mean, yes. Thank you for having me. There, um, real quick, I heard that there was a law coming in now in New York State with a 24-hour waiting period to get tattooed. Oh, my God. I've heard something Is that some like Bloomberg that shit? I don't know. I, I have really mixed feelings. He's some 1984 shit, that dude. <laughs> Straight the fuck up. He's Orwell, it. and I don't like his shit, and I'm glad we're getting someone else. City's never 24 hours. And do you like, you don't like that? I go back and forth because I think that 90% of people who get tattooed really should wait 24 hours. You can't come in drunk, you know, 24 hours Right, you guys were saying the same thing. You guys yeah. You like waited a but, year. Well, that's, but, me, like, let's say right now, like, you know, I have so many tattoos, I have a little spot here. Let's say right now, I'm having so much fun. Let's say you said, let's go get tattoos. I'm like, yeah, I would do it. I would totally get a little logo here because it's get a lust for life. Yeah, if if you know what I mean, and I would do it, but I have to wait a day. I'm covered in tattoos. That one little spot's gonna matter. Well, so that's where I don't where I disagree. But for the most part, I do think it's not a bad idea. When I got this last one, I flew into Austin, Texas, mm -hmm. and I, I was there. I was there Sunday night. And and that's a place where if you don't have a visible tattoo, you're the freak. Yeah, the you opposite are, of most places. You're, you're Chris a weirdo. Alper moved to Austin, Texas. Who did? Chris Alper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a great city. <laughs> yeah. and I was I'm, just I was just down there. It's awesome. And you sit there, everyone's inked Sunday up. Sunday night. It's a great place. And my buddy goes, uh, if you're thinking of getting a tattoo, I can call someone. And he did. He texted a guy, and the next day I talked to him. Two days later, he goes, Come on in. I have your design ready. Coming from and Austin. And I had a couple days. On my way to the show that we did last night. Yes. That's where I was coming from. Everybody was tattooed up at the yeah. joint. We were at this outdoor restaurant. Everyone tatted up. Yeah. It was just like Williamsburg, but we were outdoors in Austin, yeah. Texas on East 6th Street. All hippies. Everybody's tattooed. Everyone I loves totally, tats up. Yeah. It's part of the culture. And it really is. There's great artists there, and that's the beauty of it. Yeah. You know? And But what I'm saying is I had a couple days to chicken out if I wanted to. And but you and I respect that. I'm glad I had a couple days to think. And I did text some people. Do I really want to start doing this again? And it gave me time. So I guess... I think it should be self-imposed if you're going to put a day or two onto it. I don't want the government telling no, me that, well, I can't make right. a mistake. I, I mean, the government shouldn't tell us anything. That isn't hurting no one but or anyone. You right. could make a lot of money like that, sitting outside in a mobile tattoo van right outside the bar. <laughs> right. Oh, it's true. I mean, right that's where most of the tattoo Who wants is. Three drinks. Mobile <laughs> tattoo with, <laughs> three drinks. With Jersey plates. With Jersey plates. We're under different jurisdiction. <laughs> Fuck you, Bloomberg. A, we pull up in a tattoo Winnebago. <laughs> no, like, there, there used to be a tattoo bar I used to go to where there was like pole dancers and they would literally bring you a beer while you're laying there. Really? Like the I mean, I never did it. Oh, I had great. a friend that, oh, had, that had tattoo parties. She used to have tattoo parties. So and people would, Yeah, it was very ghetto. <laughs> and she provided you with cocaine, too. So Whatever yeah. you wanted up in there. 718. And, and there were tattoo artists, and you could go there and get a tattoo. I just, you know, I'm not a tattoo dude, so it's never... Appealing to me, but it was free, it was free. You'll take you me and Nicole next time, yeah. And then we'll we'll get we'll we we'll take tattoos. care of it for you. Oh, so Sadie Hawkins, <laughs> let's do it. Thank you for coming in. Um, Thank promote you. whatever you want to promote. I got uh, your Instagram. What about you? You told me oh, you love this yeah. Instagram <laughs> shit. I'm not even on it. No one and no one has plugged an Instagram yet. So go. Uh, sure, Please. it's uh, Nicole X Lee L E I G H. That's my Instagram. Follow me. <laughs> Please follow. She's and check out that you got it because you got to yeah, see her tattoos. You I have do, to I follow her on Instagram to see these tattoos. Selfies. Get the selfies, baby. <laughs> Bench, hit it, baby. The best of BS on Twitter. Check out Stand Up New York Labs. Stand Up New York shows every night of the week. I got shows. I, I got to get on stand. I got to get on the uh, website, man. Yo, hit me up. Uh, my Instagram is uh, real John Laster. All my stuff is real John Laster. R e a l j o n l a s t e r at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that. Well, it's very ironic that all your stuff is at real John Laster. Um, you could find me at. Fake John Laster. I've changed all mine to fake John Laster. Just to spite you, you motherfucker. Because I'm against the grain like you, you son of a bitch. He's got plenty of fake selfies. That's it. At Mad Dog Matter. 
Twitter, Matter Matter on Facebook. If you love the show, spread the word. Get the word out to the people, man. Let people know about this. We're going to blow this shit the fuck up, man. Yes, Benj. Uh, we want to make a promo code for the people who listen to the show to get like free tickets and stuff. What do you want it to be? And you just plug it into the website. You get two for one tickets. Lust. That's a hell of a deal. Lust. L-U-S-T. The code should always be lust. Because when you... What's for the first any thing, show. Yeah, what's the first thing I say when I get on stage? Let's make some mistakes. Exactly. Let's drink. Let's make some fucking mistakes. Hook up with someone you're going to regret. Just like a tattoo Just sometimes. Like a tattoo That's it, baby. Sometimes. Um, you got any questions, send it to me on Facebook, man. If you have uh, suggestions for people to be on the show, you want to be on the show, hit us up, man. We are going to just keep blowing this shit up. Spread the word. This is going to be dope. Mad love to Timothy Styles slash TJ Fogarty for the music. Nicholas Madden, my cousin, for the artwork. Mad love to Johnny Fatigate, Super Tramp, who's not in the booth for the first time. New dude, I forget your name. Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy Chase. <laughs> Jimmy Chase. Yeah, he needs a fucking nickname. Well, we'll come up with one. Midnight Express is his fucking nickname. <laughs> Done. Midnight Express, Midnight is, Express is in the booth. booth. Boom, 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 boom. Babies, this has been a good show. We will see you next week, and I'm here to always remind you, we're all worth a million in prizes. Don't forget that, baby. We out, goddammit. I'd like fingers. to throw shit.